You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. I am glad that you tuned in, and you're going to be glad that you tuned in today. So for today's episode of the podcast, I have a guest. I have Robin Stroh with us. So Robin is our preschool pastor at Carterville. She's been an interim in that position for a year now for us. She's been a tremendous blessing to the church family. So Robin, thanks for making time to be on the podcast. Glad to be here. So Robin, I asked you if you would come in and record uh, this episode of the podcast because you shared a devotion with our church staff. And I just thought it was it impressed me. There are several things that God has shown you lately that I think will be very valuable to our whole church family. So I just ask you, hey, would you bring would you bring that and share what God has been teaching you on the podcast? So thanks for doing that. We're glad that you made time. Thanks, sure thing. So this year, I was, um, the beginning of this year, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And uh, it was really difficult, very frustrating thing for me. I didn't, it came out of nowhere, just very unexpected. So it's really been a roller coaster year along with everything else. Um, managing that, trying to figure out how to do it the best way I can with diabetes, I mean with diet and exercise and not having to take insulin. And so it has been um, just a very unique journey. And I've felt like I for a while had it under control and then it started going up again and was very frustrating for me because I felt like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing then my body should be responding in the appropriate way and it hasn't been lately and I really allowed that to affect my spirit affect my mood and just kind of start to define who I was and who how I thought about myself and um, over the past few weeks I felt like God was prompting me to lean more on him to go to him in prayer and so there's a couple of things that he's taught me Um, the first one is simply just to pray Um, and most of us have heard these verses multiple times but philippians 4 tells us do not be anxious about anything but in everything with prayer and petition with thanksgiving take your request to god and the peace which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I was not allowing him to step in and give me that peace. I was working um, tirelessly to figure this out on my own and not relying on him or his strength. So he has really taught me that. And we also looked at Romans 12 in Sunday school this week. In Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope, endure in suffering, and persist in prayer. And I felt like that was just another reminder of him speaking into my life saying, I have hope in him. I need to endure in this time right now and just be persistent in my prayer to him right now. Um, And so that part of the um, spiritual journey has been really, um, he's just really been teaching me in that. And Um, So that would be the first chunk that he's been speaking to me. The second thing that he has been speaking to me even more recently um, is about contentment in my finding my contentment in him and not in my situation, um, which is very hard. So um, 2 Corinthians, I'm going to flip to that real quick. 
Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Is yes, going that's right. I, I accidentally marked First Corinthians, so I had to take another quick second. So, um, you smiled. Everybody else couldn't. <laughs> nobody else could see the yeah. nonverbal cues. But exactly. I saw when you opened your. Can I tell you what's really embarrassing, Robin? <laughs> what's really embarrassing is when you're standing in front of the whole church preaching a sermon, and that happens. And I have done that like a couple of times. I've done that where I open my Bible and I've even started to read the. I verse. remember one time in particular I doing that. Read, I started. <laughs> like, and I'm, so I'm reading the verse to myself, and I'm saying in my own mind, "This is not right. This is." not right but i'm keep reading it because i'm in front of everybody and then i'll look up very embarrassed and say this is not i'm right. sorry i'm in i'm meant to be in second kings you know, whatever. Right. yes that's that's good so here we are we're in second corinthians 12 paul's talking about his thorn in the flesh and he says that he asked the lord three times about this that it would depart from him but he said to me my grace is enough for you for my power is made perfect in weakness so then i will boast most gladly about my weaknesses so that the power of christ may reside in me therefore i am content with weaknesses with insults with troubles with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of christ for whenever i am weak then i am strong and i think this is just such um an important reminder that it's it's not just to say that it's okay to have weaknesses. Like we're going to have weaknesses. We're human. We're sinful by nature. There are things, whether they're physical weaknesses, whether they're spiritual, emotional, mental, we're all going to have weaknesses. Um, and just a part of our culture is not to acknowledge those, is to deny those or to suppress them and to bring out the things that we like about ourselves. But here Paul is saying it's okay to have this, but lean on Christ in this. Don't dwell in the weakness, but use this. Um, as a way to glorify the kingdom. And he um, also talks about in Philippians, back to chapter 4, when he talks about um, being content, he says um, he's experienced times of need and times of abundance in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of contentment, whether I go satisfied or hungry, have plenty or nothing. I am able to do all things through the one who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you did well to share with me in my trouble. So he's saying that whether he has food or he doesn't have food, whether he has shelter or doesn't have shelter, for me, whether I have diabetes or I don't have diabetes, I mean, whether we have financial troubles or we don't, whether we have coronavirus or we don't, that we lean on God during that time and we look at how we can glorify him through those struggles instead of saying, I wish I could just get through this. I wish he'd pull me out of this. Instead, finding that hope in him so that he's our rock and, um, and we can trust in him. Good word. Um, so I know that you're a very disciplined person. Like you are, you have a lot of self-control. You have a lot of discipline. You are a very high achieving kind of person. And so when you were sharing with us as a staff earlier today, and you said, you know, I wanted to control my um, diabetes with, you know, my diet and my exercise. Like I know that you really were working hard on your diet, really working hard on your exercise. Mm-hmm. And it was very frustrating to you that, Hey, I'm doing all the right things and still things aren't going the way they're supposed to go. Yep. And I think you told us that it had been a couple of weeks, you know, that would just set in before the Lord sort of broke this to you and you started to go and learn. So I'm trying to think about how to pass this on to our church family, right? So for you, the weakness or the struggle was your disappointment with your diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, um, and your inability to fix it in the ways that you wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with, your, with self-control and discipline and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and I, and I guess I just am hoping that our church family, like, you know, if you're walking through a hard season of marriage or just a, a tough emotional season for you, you know, if the election was hard on you and the aftermath is hard on your family or, <clears throat> you know, I'm just thinking about all the, all the things like it's, you're telling us Robin, that it's possible 
to glorify God in the way that we endure the weaknesses. You shared something from Hebrews 11 when you taught this to our, at our staff table uh, earlier. And that was really powerful. Like, I've read Hebrews 11 a bunch in my life. You know, the Hall of Faith. You know, all these people who had faith. But I'd never paid attention to what you pointed out to us. That at the end of at the end of the Hall of Faith, I'm turning my Bible so it'll take just a second. At the end of the Hall of Faith, um, the author of Hebrews starts to give some more like generalities. And he gives one category of generalities of people who by faith endured things and were delivered. Mm-hmm. But then he gives another category of people who by faith endured things but were not delivered. I want to read that mm-hmm. and then let you just share what you shared with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading verse 32 of Hebrews 11. What more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weaknesses was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle, who routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. And there were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain even a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging, even chains and imprisoned. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They went around in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. And it says a few other things there, but just like those two categories of people, both of them went about this world in faith. Some of them in faith, they conquered. Mm -hmm. And some of them in faith, they were crushed. But you share with us today that when we recognize that even in our weakness, God's strength is made perfect, that, well, you, you said it better than I did. And you may want to say it the way you prefer it to be said. But what I heard was that really it's not always up to us whether God is glorified through our enduring suffering or our conquering suffering. But either way, God can be glorified. And as a believer, we have to walk in faith through that and lean personally on to the Lord in prayer and allow God to be glorified through the thorns in our flesh, whether they're resolved or whether they're not resolved. So if we're the person who is suffering with an illness or a marriage struggle. Mm-hmm. Let God be glorified in the way we engage that. Or if we're the one who's enduring uh, good health and a good season of marriage, God can be glorified in that. I don't remember exactly how you said that, but that really stuck with me. Well, it was probably because I was reading John Piper and it's probably <laughs> his words that were sticking with you. But I think, too, it's easy to glorify God when we're delivered out of a trial or a struggle or suffering, whatever that is. But it's hard for us to endure that with him and look how we can glorify him because it's easy just to think, how do I get out of this? I want out of this now. I don't like the way this feels. I don't like this struggle. I don't like this temptation. I don't like this suffering. And so just to wish your way out of that instead of saying, God is here with me. How can I glorify him in, in this? Just like we were saying, you know, there are many men that God has used to to be successful in battle. And then there are men that, died by the sword. There are men who were great kings and leaders, and there were men who were imprisoned and in chains. You know, and so following Christ does not guarantee us 
victory and glory and leadership and kingdoms and all of the good things and no suffering and no sickness. I mean, if that were the case, everyone would want to be a believer because they get all the good things, but it's not, doesn't work like that. And, and so just to know that, um, just like James says, you're enduring these trials. It's going to perfect our faith and it's going to make us make us steadfast. And I know when I look back on my life over the times that I have really struggled and I've really wrestled with my faith or have really gone through difficult times and I've leaned on God, that's the times that I've grown the most, not, the, the good times are great, but those are not the times that stand out in my mind when my faith was perfected. My faith is perfected when I lean on him in difficult times, and he gives me the strength to get through those. Thanks for sharing that, Rob. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And you know this because um, you know, just caring for the church, but it seems like right now is a time we have lots of people in our church you know, who are going through surgeries or different treatments for you know, cancer or illness. It just seems like right now you know, there's a lot of hurt around mm-hmm. around us, mm-hmm. uh, around people we love. And so it's a very appropriate time to share this. So if you've listened to the podcast today and found comfort in what the Lord has shown us through Robin, I just want to encourage you to share this episode, uh, pass it along to some other people, because I think there's a great word here. Robin, thanks a lot for being with us. Sure thing.